Your Majesty at your service. Welcome to Fair Queen Talks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of my podcast, The Seven Year Itch. The past week has been a week of many realizations within myself. Although there are many things that have happened in the media that I'd love to talk to you about, I've decided that today it's time to look deep within ourselves and our relationships. For us to grow into our greatness alongside our other halves, our lovers, life partners, eternal companions, we have to have the ability to be vulnerable, honest with ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for the choices we make. For those who know me, know that I love to talk about love. Romantic love, this is. I have watched countless movies about love, listened to countless love stories from couples I've met, and given countless fairy queen love wisdom on romantic relationships that I wanted to give counsel to. In my experience of loving love, I have often focused on external relationships, whether they be fictional characters, celebrities, or everyday people. There are those moments in my life when I have to look within my romantic relationship because I cannot afford to be more invested in the relationships of others. When we focus on what happens in someone else's relationship, we miss the mark in our own. Today's episode is for all the lovers of love. It's for those who believe in love, want to be in love and stay in love. The seven-year itch is a popular belief sometimes quoted as having psychological backing that happiness in a marriage or long-term relationship declines after around seven years. This episode has been inspired by Christine Felizar's article about the seven-year itch on Bustle. For the majority of my 20s, which I am still currently in, I've been in a long-term romantic relationship with my husband. We met and started our romantic relationship when I was 21. Now, at 28 years old, we are close to celebrating our first year of parenthood and fifth year of marriage. The concept of the seven-year itch is not something I necessarily subscribe to, but it's something I am interested in learning about in order to avoid falling into this trap. So, what is this seven-year itch about? It's the average amount of time a relationship needs to allow the honeymoon phase to completely end and the real emotional wounds of each partner to emerge. This occurs when romantic partners are likely to experience a romantic burnout and assess their relationship as failed because they've lost the spark. During lockdown love, and especially for couples quarantined together or separately, romantic burnout may have already occurred, leading many couples to assess their relationships. In order for your relationship to overcome romantic burnout and thrive outside the honeymoon stage, it's important to identify what signs in your relationship you should look out for to avoid falling into. 
So if you can say yes to one or more of the following statements, it doesn't mean that your relationship is doomed. It simply means that you need to take the time to take a good look at yourself and take responsibility for your part. One, you take each other for granted. I think this can start when each person in a relationship has assumed a particular role. For example, in my relationship, I am the better cook, so I make our meals most of the time. Some would say, well, it's a woman's job to cook. It's your duty, so you shouldn't be praised for cooking for your family. Nobody likes to feel like they're being taken for granted. We need to show gratitude to our partners as much as we can. So just because I'm the better cook, it doesn't mean I need to do it every night. When I cook, for example, my husband always says thank you and gives me feedback on my meals. And by the way, they're always great. When he sees that I am too tired, he orders in some food or suggest that we should go out for dinner. If your partner is good at something and does something without being asked, thank them for what they do and don't just assume that that's their job to do so. Number two, you don't prioritize couple time. I laughed when my husband said uh, there has been a lot of couple time during lockdown, so we're good at this one. But being around each other and having couple time are two different things. As new parents, we are invested in our children. We both have careers, hobbies and interests that are very different. In the early days of lockdown, going to the supermarket became our couple time as we had grandma looking after the kids. We checked in with each other and were emotionally connected as it seemed to be so impossible when being at home. Couple time can come in different shapes and forms. Whatever you do, make sure that your emotions and souls are reconnecting. If you don't invest time in connecting or reconnecting, you'll be growing apart. Number three, you've started living separate lives. If you've come to the point where you don't know anything about your partner's stresses or joys and neither person checks in with the other, you might end up feeling like friends instead of partners. The moment you become roommates, you know something is not right. Make time for each other, speak with each other, and express your needs as they present themselves. Don't count on anything to suddenly bring you closer together. And for those who think that kids will bring you closer together, don't be fooled. (laughs) The emotional investment in your child may sometimes override the emotional attention in your relationship. You need to actively be participating in your relationship and make changes as you go not only when there's a huge problem. There's nothing wrong with having different careers or friends or even hobbies. I believe that you can coexist in a relationship as long as your romantic life stays alive and are one in purpose. Number four, you're dissatisfied by one or multiple aspects of your relationship. This occurs when it's harboring a deep gnawing and preoccupying dissatisfaction with yourself and or your partner and the way things are going. 
dissatisfaction in your relationship can be masked by you not being happy within yourself. Before you start blaming your partner for the reason of not being happy, take a good look at yourself and take responsibility for your own unhappiness. Your partner is not the source of your happiness. If happiness is not within you, then whether your partner is good or bad for you, that feeling will not go away. After you've done the work within yourself, assess the relationship and address the issues as a couple. Number five, you've started keeping things to yourself. My mum has always said to me, a secret is only a secret when it's in your own head. But when you are being dishonest about things you used to be honest about, that is not a good sign. When you notice within yourself you're brushing over the details of your day and reply to the question, how was your day? It was fine. You are in a danger zone. Why can't you share that someone made you laugh or you had some stress? Check yourself and notice your own behavior within your relationship because honesty begets honesty. Number six, you keep having the same fight over and over again. Every couple fights and should fight. It's just part of being and growing as a couple. But if you're not learning anything from your previous arguments, that's not a good sign. You need to be able to identify certain patterns and take steps to fix them, even if it takes time. Awareness is key. Seek help from a professional could be beneficial if that's something you're really interested in. If you have the same arguments, that means that the solutions you thought were going to fix the problem have not worked. Don't be afraid to try something new to fix the issues in your relationship, something that will actually work. Number seven, you have different spending and saving habits. If you and your partner don't see eye to eye in terms of how you make and spend money, you may be headed in a bad direction. Money is one of the most difficult things to deal with and effectively in any relationship because money is closely tied to our sense of survival and security. When someone threatens how we perceive or relate to money, it could spell the end for that relationship if you're not extra mindful to watch how you choose to react to those differences. It's important to be on the same page when it comes to finances. Every person has strongly held personal beliefs about money that are hard to change. Knowing where your partner's at early on is important in knowing whether a future financially can be possible. Number eight, you don't have that one activity you love sharing. It's our common interest that make us feel connected and close to someone. Without that connection, a relationship may start to feel more like a friendship than anything else. It's about sharing something you both really enjoy together. Whatever common interest that sparked interest at the start of your relationship may have changed because you have you have changed or lockdown has stopped you from attending your favorite place. I think as a couple, you always got to imagine if you were stuck on an island with nothing but yourselves, what would you do? 
what would you talk about? Whatever that connects your souls together will foster a bond that will become unbreakable. Number nine, and this is the last one. Number nine, your process time differently or you process time differently. Time is a fascinating concept. As we all process time differently, some people will be able to grow and change quickly while others are not. At the same time, some people deal with issues faster than others. Some people are able to move on after a loss or handle a new job or move gracefully, while others take a longer time to come around and adapt those changes. If you and your partner don't process time or life experience at the same pace, you might find it difficult to stay happy together in the long run. The only consistent thing in life is change and how you deal with it can change and shape how close you feel in your relationships. Although how long it takes for your partner to deal with issues isn't something you'll find out right away, it will eventually show. It's really up to you to decide whether or not you can handle their pacing in life. If love during lockdown has led you to lose interest in your partner, it's time for you to assess and review your relationship together. Take the time to actively participate in your romantic life and be mindful to show your partner you love, care and appreciate them every single day. In life, we all should choose our love and love our choice. As you're investing in your personal growth and tapping into your own greatness, remember that you and your other half are doing the same thing. This way you grow together and not apart. At the end of each episode, I address the queendom. The seven year itch occurs when you are no longer in the honeymoon phase and are experiencing romantic burnout. Romantic burnouts are avoidable as long as you consistently participate actively in your romantic relationship. Honesty, communication and connection are key to your relationship thriving. Take accountability and responsibility for your happiness. Love is an action verb. Thank you so much for listening to Therapy Talks. See you next time.